My name is Zach Como, Associate Editor at My Tech Decisions. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. My name is Zach, and I'll be your new host of the My Tech Decisions podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ZWcomo, that's Z-W-C-O-M-E-A-U, and you can always find my articles on MyTechDecisions.com. Today's guest is MJ Shore, the founder and principal consultant of MJ Shore LLC, which is a consulting service for managed service providers and channel organizations based out of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We talk about the end of life of Windows 7 and what options are available to your organization if you're still running systems on that old platform. If your company has not yet made that transition to Windows 10 or another up-to-date operating system, you should give this podcast a listen. It's important. Before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that My Tech Assistance Podcast is available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe to download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, manufacturers, and technology decision makers like yourself. You can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions Podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to that interview. So as you said, I'm MJ Shore. I've got my own consulting firm, MJ Shore LLC, um, original name, but you know, keeps it simple. And so I provide consulting services to MSPs, channel companies, small businesses. I've, I've been an MSP myself for, oh boy, in total, shoot, might even be close to 30 years at this point. I'm starting to, starting to date myself, but I, I started my own MSP in 97. And um, well, that's, not, that's not quite 30 years, but hey. Um, anyway, uh, I had that company for almost 20 years and then was acquired by a regional player. And then we were acquired by a national player so i that's a little little quick background on me oh yeah so um microsoft ended support for windows 7 earlier this month um can you tell us what that means for companies that still are using that operating system yeah well i mean you know there are no more security updates no more no more patches so you know it's it's a it's a target waiting to be exploited so as as more exploits come to the forefront um, you know, organizations that still have Windows 7 out there are going to be vulnerable because while it may not happen right away, um, you can bet that now that there's an operating system out there that isn't being actively patched and secured, sooner or later the vulnerabilities are going to show up and the bad actors are going to take advantage of them. So it's um, it's left a lot of people in some some pretty rough straits. I, I think. Uh, Oh, I think it was the German government, maybe. Um, I saw an article just yesterday that, that they're going to be paying close to a million dollars a year to Microsoft to yeah. for the for the you know because Microsoft will, if you have the professional or enterprise versions, mm-hmm. you can subscribe to a security only update service for the next. Uh, I think they're letting it go for up to three years, but it's not cheap. It's it's fifty sixty bucks per workstation. So yeah. you know you you take something like an entire country. Right. And, and toss that out there, you know, good revenue for Microsoft, but shame on, you know, shame on the German government for not being on top of this and getting their, getting their systems upgraded. Right. How easy is it to upgrade to uh, Windows 10? Well, you know, it, it, in many respects, it, it depends, but it, it's not a complicated undertaking. You know, almost all of the computers sold over the last 
three years anyway, if not longer. We're actually coming with Windows 10. You just had the option to have them installed with Windows 7 through the downgrade rights. So, you know, many computers out there can be upgraded just by running the Windows 10, 10 upgrade. And I mean, I know some MSPs that were upgrading 100 plus machines at night, you know, with automation using their RMM tools and just doing that on the, you know, current generation hardware that had the license rights to do it. If, if you had out of date hardware, then you just rip and replace. Um, you know, you could buy, you know, I suppose you could also buy Windows 10 through some of the licensing programs and deploy Windows 10 to computers that need it. But, you know, it, it's not so much that it's a complicated process as it just needs to be a coordinated process. Right. Um, you know, some people were definitely worried about application compatibility, but personally, I have not run into a situation yet where that has truly been a limiting factor. You kind of touched on it talking about the German government, but uh, what are the options if they just don't want to upgrade to Windows 10 yet? Well, I mean, you know, they can, you know, provided that they have either professional or enterprise, they can pay Microsoft to keep the operating system secure. They're not going to get any operating system enhancements, but at least they'll get security patches so that it's not, you know, hopefully not sitting out there with gaping holes in it. But, you know, they've got three years that, that, that they can pay that for. So, you know, I suppose that's a viable option. I don't think it's a very smart option. I think it's right. wasting money. I'd much prefer to see those dollars invested in the appropriate sure. upgrades. Um, you know, it, it, it's not like we haven't had ample notice that this was coming down the pike. It's just, you know, it's all about priorities and planning. <laughs> yeah, why do people uh, like Windows 7 so much? It's been an extremely popular uh, platform for a long time now. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. You know, I've, I've had a couple people comment. I've made a couple blog posts about this and I've had a couple people comment and say, you know, no, thanks. I'm sticking with my trusty Windows 7. I'll, yeah. I'll roll the dice. You know, I, I've got my antivirus software. I'm like, oh, God, that's not, you know, that, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, I, it's, a, it's a great question. I think that, you know, Windows 8 was, you know, clearly not a successful release by any stretch of the imagination. So I think people are gun shy with Microsoft. Microsoft's got, you know, both a good history and a checkered history when it comes to the PC operating systems. You know, Windows 95 was a home run. Um, Windows ME was a dud. XP was good. You know, 7's good. 8's a bit of a dud. You know, 10's a home run. But, you know, people are, you know, people get concerned when when you don't have a consistent track record. And, you know, look, everybody's who everybody's resistant to change at some level. So, you know, some of it's just pure resistance to change. Some right. of it is concern, whether that concern be valid or misinformed that some of their applications may not continue to work. Mm -hmm. I think Windows 10 as an operating system has been better than most of the prior in terms of ensuring you know, compatibility across applications. Um, it's rare unless you've got, you know, some truly custom developed application that may perhaps have an issue. But again, you know, personally, I haven't, I haven't encountered that. I think it's just, I think it's a comfort factor. You know, it's there, it works, they feel comfortable. Why should we have to make the change? Right. Um, but, you know, in the current landscape, um, given, given the, the, you know, given the sophistication of the bad actors and the and the way that we're having to confront cybersecurity threats, it's not reasonable to expect companies to support 
endless versions of software. They've got to keep it moving forward to stay hardened against the threats. So, you know, I understand what Microsoft's doing. I understand why it makes sense. And they just have to, you know, people just have to belly up to the bar and do, you right. know, stay in touch, stay on top of what they're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's my take. You know, I, I, I can't say for sure if that's accurate or not, but that's my gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people that, you know, haven't upgraded yet, um, what are the benefits of Windows 10? And, um, you know, we've read a lot that, um, you know, a lot of the features that people liked in 7 that disappeared in 8 came back in 10. So will Windows 7 lovers, you know, be happy with that upgrade to 10? Yeah, you know, it's like anything. It's it's a change, right? So so the operating system's a little bit different. You know, look look at look at iOS 13 compared to the prior versions. You know that there's a change there, and and right. you know people people get used to it when they when they have to get used to it. I think I think Windows 10 is somewhat similar. You know, yeah, it's different. It's got you know it's got the live tiles if you want them, but you don't have to use them. You know, right. the start the start menu's there. You know, people can be comfortable with that. Yeah. You know. It's tough for me to comment on that in some respects because I don't find the operating system so dramatically different from Windows 7. Yes, it it is different, but I actually find it to be intuitively different. Mm. You know, I like the settings menu. I I like how context sensitive everything is and how you can jump and search more fluidly across and get to what you want. I don't find any of it you know, particularly daunting, but I also live and breathe this every day. So I'm, you know, I respect the fact that some people, you know, find, find change difficult to embrace. And if things aren't in the same place and work the same way that they're accustomed to, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to stay with the status quo. But I think if people do make the upgrade and, and approach it, you know, in a, in a, in a slow and, and, and in a slow fashion and understanding that, okay, it's changed. Things are mm-hmm. a little bit different, but oh my gosh, there's this search bar. I can type what I'm looking for and nine times out of 10. Oh, look at that. I can find it. Yeah. Maybe I can get used to this. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's just, it's just that human resistance to change, I think is mm-hmm. what it really boils down to. So does anyone just leaving Microsoft and Windows for another company or operating system like, you know, uh, like, like Mac or Chrome? Yeah, great question. Not that I've seen. Um, not that I've seen and not that I've heard from clients. Um, you know, this, this is not spurred that, I, that I'm aware of, you know, any, any real exodus to Mac OS or Chrome OS or Linux mm-hmm. or anything like that. No, um, haven't seen that. So I asked that because um, Microsoft has been in the news a lot the last uh, few months for not so great reasons. A lot of uh, security issues keep popping up. Um, so, you know, are, is anyone talking about that, that they're, you know, um, concerned and looking elsewhere because of that or no? Um, not that I've heard of. Um, no, you know, in the circles that I travel in the MSP space and in the channel, I have not heard anything like that. Um, you know, I'm sure that there is, I'm sure there are some that, that are concerned about that. But, you know, look, the reality is Microsoft is the 
you know, Microsoft is the big name on the block and mm -hmm. they're going to be a target because of that. You know, it's no different than Google with Chrome and Android and Apple with their Mac OS and iOS. You know, the, those are the big three players out there in mobile operating systems and, and, and computer operating systems. And because of the size of the, of the user base, they are going to remain active targets. There's no, mm -hmm. you know, that nobody should have any illusion that, that this is going to change. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Right. Um, you know, especially when you factor in global tensions and, and, you know, things going on between nation states, you know, God help us. We're, we, nobody has the resources to combat that. Right. Excuse okay. me. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's really um, what I want to hit on. Is there anything uh, you know you can tell our listeners that they need to uh, be aware of while they're considering this this change? No, you know, just just that you know it really is the right thing to do and the prudent thing to do to stay current. You know, you hear it all the time, especially around mobile applications, for example, you know, you, you hear all the time, rightly so, that if, you know, you're using, you know, an iPhone or an Android, doesn't, doesn't really matter, and you've got apps installed, what's the first thing that everybody tells you about those apps? Keep them up to date, because right. they're constantly being hardened against security threats. This, mm -hmm. You know, the same is true of operating systems. You've got to keep them up to date. And right. sooner or later, operating systems and apps get retired for a new version that's able to be built on a more secure architecture. You, you see it with, with many different apps and, you know, this is what you're seeing here in the evolution from windows seven to windows 10. So while, you know, while it may seem daunting, this is, this is what's to be expected in the, in the technology life cycle. And, and, you know, you just, you just have to find your way to get behind it to keep yourself protected. It's not worth risking your identity and, and your, uh, your private information. Should do it. Thanks very much, MJ. Yeah, my pleasure, Zach. Thanks, thanks, for, uh, thanks for asking. Happy to do it. Of course. Thanks for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. It's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions.com.